on this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about when members attack. Join us. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn, and as always with me, my compadre, the fab Greg Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous Mr. Fabulous, Dork. fabulous Fab Robertson. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think I'm going to succeed in changing oh, Fab. Gosh. You know. All right. Well. I'm, anyway, I'm hola, Rob. How are you doing? Hola. Good. How are you? You know. So, uh, yeah, uh, I had to fly solo because yeah, we, I, I missed you. I you know? sorry about that. I mean, I I I sent you guys a message, but it, it never made it out of drafts. But I, I had a wedding. <laughs> up in Sonoma and uh, we drove up Jen and I um, from yeah. Southern California on yeah. Friday. So we were in the car yeah. and then we immediately hit a, a winery. And then the next day we hit another winery and then yeah. we had the kind of the dinner yeah. before yeah. the wedding. Yeah. And then the next day we would hit another winery before the yeah. wedding. And I just, I'm, I just know this now. I'm not built for day drinking anymore, Rob. <laughs> it's, not, it's just like we yeah. go out, I come back and take a nap and have to get up and do it all. I mean, it was just, Oh my God. I mean, Dude. we got back on, we drove back on, on Monday and I don't, my, my head was still foggy on Tuesday. We're crying out loud. You know, getting, getting old shit, getting old truly sucks except for the alternative, you know? So yeah. You know, it's one of those things. All right. But uh, weddings are great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, hearing anyone get married, except that I'm also opposed to marriage, except for the seven-year marriage. But that's a whole other topic. Oh, God. We should, do a, we should do a recording on that one day. But oh, I'm uh, sure Sunny would love that. Yeah, <laughs> Sunny would. She's actually fully supports the, the well, content. Jen, Jen wouldn't, I'm sure. I know Jen. Uh, did we talk about it with Jen? I think we did. I don't think it went I feel, that. Yeah. I don't think it went that well. It would. Well, you know, she she has her reservations, <laughs> and I get it. But she'll realize it's actually the right. Anyway, we're not. That's not our topic today because we actually have an interesting and important topic to discuss. And uh, I thought we would talk about one of your posts, Greg, because it's getting oh, some well, traction yeah. out there. Uh, yeah. So this is your latest post on Vendor Alley. It's called "Good." Then we will fight the shade. So why don't? You know, everyone should go to Vendor Alley and check it out. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what 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 you're trying to get at here? Yeah, I mean, so I've been wanting to write this thing for a while, but I just didn't have a hook on it. And I so it's and it's mostly because of this one MLS. I'm not going to name any names here because I don't you know want to protect yeah. the innocent. But of course, but just what they were going through with a recent um, some changes they made last year. And how awful the membership was and, you know, just, just the stories I heard coming out of there were just, I mean, uh, unbelievable, but, but you know that they happen. Right. And this was coupled with uh, some other conversations I have, have this year with, you know, an MLS that um, had to call the police over because a member was pissed off that, you know, a button had changed on the MLS. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure what button, but some change was made and that they sure. were going to, come down to the MLS office and, you know, whatever. I mean, in this day and age, yeah, call the police, man. I mean, you never know nowadays, right? I mean, yeah. it's just people are, you know, people are mentally unstable or, or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, better yet, like, just be armed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for arming realtors. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, arming I, was, teachers. I say, well, I mean, I'm just saying to your point, call the police so they come to investigate your murder. That doesn't really help. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, call the police, yes, but also have something to prevent the crazy asshole from doing. But, but crazy the, at the root shit. of it, and like, and this has been going on a long time. I mean, you know, there's, you know, if, sure. if you want to, if you want to stay status quo, I guess I can understand that. I mean, you're going to keep your job, and people are, you know, not going to be, uh, you know, mad at you, right? But I mean, you have to have, we have to change. T- you know, thoughtful change. You have to plan, of course, you know, those kind of things. But if we don't do those kind of things, we're not going to move forward. We're not going to, sure. you're not going to move your organization forward. Sure. You're not going to move the industry but the, forward, right? But and, you and I both know this, like this is a well-known thing inside the MLS sub-industry that we're, you know, that we're part of. Like w- what gives MLS executives the most amount of gray hair, right? It's like platform changes, you yeah. know, and raising any, cha- any change. But the specific yeah. is the platforms. Like, oh, we, we were on uh, Black Knight. Now we're going to move to Core Logic. It's right. like, yes, because, or the, the one I could remember. Lockboxes or whatever. Lockbox right. exchange. Like, it's these things that are like, the one example I could think of was, uh, those MLS was on some some platform. I can't remember the name of it. That was deprecated. <laughs> Meaning the company that was made is like, hey, man, we're, we're not going to support yeah, this we're, anymore. We're out. We're out. This is from like 1998. So why don't you upgrade to our latest and greatest? I think it was Core Logic Matrix, and they were moving from something, whatever. I don't even remember the name of it. And uh, yeah, the gray hairs, like pitchforks, yeah. mobs. <laughs> like, no, oh I mean, another one, they, they actually had like, a, they wanted to, some member organized a march on the association. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I mean, do they, aren't they going to sell, or, you know, if, if, and social media now makes it even, more just vitriol coming out when you're at a keyboard instead of saying something to somebody's face is just it's just sure. awful and sure. and you know hats off and and the other thing is like well they shouldn't have done so many changes in that time period or they should have only done this or they, well there was enough training it was the wrong time of year it was i mean all that's just no matter what you do no matter how you plan that's just to me, as I say in the post, just table stakes. That's going to happen if mm-hmm. it's a three years transition or a three month transition, right? So mm-hmm. to me, there is a lot of I think uh, argument to be made to like so rip the band aids off. I mean, you know, do as much as you can as soon as you can to get it over sure. with. But sure, um, I just so all I'm saying, I was just lamenting. There, there's this. I was at at mid year and I, we were at a lunch and I forget who had said it, but you know, we were talking about some things and they they mentioned this quote, which was. Um, when the Persians were going to attack Sparta, mm-hmm. the Persians says, "Hey, if you resist, we're going to launch so many arrows at you; it's going to block out the sun." Right, right. And and the Spartans came back in pure Spartan fashion and said, "Well, then we'll fight in the shade." Yep. Right. And and I thought, oh, that's the fucking hook I need. Mm-hmm. I just thought immediately of what this this post I've been trying to write and like, um. Of, of that thing. I think that's, that's the thing. It's like, you have to have that kind of attitude. You know, this is what's going to happen. It's, there's nothing you can do about it really. I mean, even the best planners or whatever else. And, you know, some, some organizations are better at, at others at conversion and change, but still, you know, you've just got to accept that Pl- again, plan thoughtfully, do the right, you know, do everything you can. That's granted. Right. But I mean, don't be paralyzed in fear uh, of do nothing. And that's the the premise of it. And like hats off, to the people that are going through this, that have gone through this, that that have to have have fought in the shade, and those arrows land in a lot of places. Of course they do, but they got to press on, right? That's that's the so, that's the vibe of it. No, and and look, this has been a common theme that comes up from time to time. You know that we need to have the courage, we need to blah yeah. blah blah, and leadership. And you're exactly right. 
let's try and delve dig, dig to the next level though, right? Because that's kind of what we specialize in here, right? So here's my question for you. Why do you think this happens? You know, there's why, why does something like adding a feature, you know, platform change, doing lockbox changes, this results in this level of resistance and vitriol and anger from the membership? Why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, the common refrains I hear, you know, coming from MLS staff and execs that I talk to with the members are saying is like, you're screwing with my business, right? There's maybe such a muscle memory that they learned how to write a, a form or input a listing or do something and it changed a little bit. And of course, they're last minute doing this and they have to learn this new thing and they never read the fucking 17 emails that were sent the past three months. And now this comes to it, the change comes and like, where's the button? Where's this? Where's that? Um, or, you know, I've got to, you know, now I've got to take a day out of my life and, and go switch this out with this, or, I mean, it's just this, and, and maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's a, a sign of the, you know, the, 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 the demographics. I mean, you know, you're talking about, I'm, I'm 55 right now. Um, you know, I was the, I got into computers, but it was the first year they actually had a computer class my senior year. Mm-hmm. I'm an outlier in that, but you know, your average agent is 59 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, you know, there's a bit of, of that kind of generational things there. Um, you know, some does these, that ex- like, does that excuse it to some extent? Like, okay, there's an excuse, but you, I mean, if there's dead. an understanding, there's an understanding, I mean, of, you know, that they, you know, they, you know, go to, there's too much going on. The other thing I think is like, and this is in the vendor community as well. It is the MOS and association industry is set up. So it, it's set up in such a way that the, just one member can get to the CEO like that. Where in a corporation, where in an organization can, I'm pissed off at Comcast and I can get the CEO on the phone right now. Right. A, a member can absolutely reach the CEO of an MLS if they squawk loud enough, mm-hmm. right? A lot of them makes, you know, their numbers available, their emails available. I mean, they and they have no, they're, you know, again, they have no fear. They're not employed by this person. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not, they're an independent contractor. They're paying money to, and right. you know, the fucking, the, the, de- the damn buttons blue instead of red now. And that's, you know, messing them up or something. And I, I really don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to belittle agents or anything else. I mean, they're, they're how I've made a living and, and I, you know, I wouldn't be here without like, without real estate agents and everybody else. Um, but it's just the way that I hear some of, some of the staff of MLSs and associations and ever being treated is just, it's just horrible. I mean, I no, I, I know it is a cultural thing right now, too. but right? that's I mean, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like, I know it is. Like, I, I, I've yeah. been there. I've seen it. I've lived through a lot of it. Right. I'm just saying why, like, how did this culture it come to be this way? Right. Like what's at the heart of that? And is that yeah. something that could be addressed? You know, I mean, what do you think? I, I, I'm sure a lot of these guys make it political too, right? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a red versus blue thing. They'll probably say, right. Um, I don't and that's think so. I, I don't think, I, I don't think that, oh, happens I, I, that always comes up too. Right. I'm sure. Only I, mean, I, very, I don't know of any case. instance of that, but I mean, yeah, I've seen one instance of it and um, you know, but it, it was one of those weird things. Like it, we're talking like Alabama, right? So it's 98% red, you know, we're talking Trump country, and one of the people at some meeting that I was at started talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and, you know, how, you know, and it just got ugly fast. And, you know, yeah. I had to try and rope that meeting back back on track. But, 
it's not like a red versus blue thing in terms of MLS. Like you see more of that, I think, with realtor associations. You know, it's about code of ethics, it's about sort of the more softer yeah. side of things. But it's not like, hey, you're moving to core logic because you're a Republican. Like that, that doesn't come up. It's not like that. But there is this culture, to, you're exactly right, of just this entitlement and vitriol and this, I don't even know what to call it, right? And you're right. Some of it is, I'm used to things this way and don't don't move my cheese, right? Yeah, don't, don't move don't my cheese, anything. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it's like, uh, what what world? <laughs> like, you know, in what universe do and you gets, not have to deal with change? And somehow it's in this one area where you feel like you have some right to the button being blue forever. Like, how do we get to that point culturally? Yeah. I guess what I'm wondering. And maybe maybe it was always there, but I, I do think that that social media has played a role in it, right? I mean, there's Facebook groups and you know things like that that get formed, like you know bring back whatever, or, you know, stop this from happening. Or, I mean, I mean, you know, what is it? Bring back the MLS books. Is that, is that the name of the, the Facebook group or whatever? Um, and I think that just amplifies it. So where before you'd have these things and they can kind of whatever. Now, some of these agents that are, that are good at social media will organize these Facebook groups or whatever to kind of like, you know, let's, let's get rid of this, this, uh, staff member or this this right. uh executive because right. they they dared to like do something different they dared to right. kind of think about something i mean it's like and then they'll blame it on oh you know we didn't have enough time i mean that's there's never there's never a right time there's never enough time there's never anything time for these no. kind of things it's no i mean again you got to do things thoughtfully for sure but good lord good lord i think so i'll, I'll give you a couple of my hypotheses they're not even theories right they're just hypotheses. I think one root cause is the fact that the MLS grew out of the association world. Mm. And the association world from the start has always been this sort of democratic membership driven culture, right? So you think about people who like run for association, you know, board or something. They're like, I want to, they're politicians, you know, like I'm here to look out for the members interests and do what's right for the members so they so they that's a good point right and then they go and hire the association executive and it's like look uh you exist to serve the membership you know kind of thing right and i think the mls kind of got caught up in that because here's the thing man in a weird way i don't actually have any issue with that on the association side right like you want to be that facebook group organizer thing you want to be you know, whatever, right? You want to be that vitriolic because the association uh, changed some code of ethics rule that you don't agree with or, okay, cool. It's democracy in action, right? You know, until you get violent, in which case you need to get, you know, that's a different thing. But <laughs> hey, you want to you wanna do a march down to the association office and protest and, okay, that's democracy in action, right? It's that the, so to some extent, it's that the MLS, because it came out of the association world, adopted inherited that culture which is completely wrong for the MLS right where the yeah. MLS should have adopted well, Stewart talked about culture. this on our call right he says that's right leave this other kind of that's right. touchy-feely stuff to the MLS or the association and like that's right you know the MLS is a different entity it's a different thing right Avon. he says that but you know and I know he also has trouble like if Stewart oh. were to you know do he's gonna have pitchfork mobs as well because the culture has been inculcated like these people exist to serve me, right? 
I'm in this democratic thing and I'm the boss. Like, no, actually in a tech world, you're not, right? You're the customer and here's the product. You don't like it, don't use a product. You know what I mean? You don't like what's charging, go somewhere else. And that's the second part of this. Second part of it is the MLS or monopolies. There's no other option. There's no other Correct. to choose from. Correct. Yeah. So sure. like, and, and we, and I'm living through this right now, right? Because like, in Very many, fair. I'm sure it's Very the exact fair. same for you. Cox internet sucks Cox. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. However, I don't have a goddamn choice. Like my alternative is literally like I could get Starlink, you know what I mean? Like, or I could right. opt for this other thing that's way slower. And that is what adds to frustration. Whereas like Verizon, okay, Verizon, you know, fucks with me. All right, AT&T, you know, I'll switch. You know, or if some dealer, car dealership, okay, you know, they're, they're changed something up. And I'm like, I don't wait, what the hell? I thought I had uh, this whatever pre this free service for whatever this period of time, but you screw it, screw it. All right, next, I'm just switching, right? No more Audi, now I'm going to Mercedes. When you have the monopoly situation, I think where this really, really adds up, right? Where if that, if, if uh, say Nashville, Stewart's member had, okay, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like that you changed that button to red. I'm going to go to this other MLS. Yeah. All right. Then let you know. Then it's just normal consumer. That's a, that's 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 good insight. That's a a very valid and fair point right. for sure. Yeah. 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 So I I but so then from that standpoint, I don't think I do think the MLS will change that first factor. And we talked about a Stuart White. I I mean I don't know if you heard any of this at mid year. We didn't even do a mid year review. Remember when uh, we were talking yeah. to Stuart? I said I thought MLS were going to have start having real conversations about leaving NAR. Like, did, was there any of that? No. Did you hear I mean, any, any of those it, whispers? No, I, the only whispers I heard was just like the, the meetings, you know, a lot of MLS guys would stay for the first half and then leave because there was nothing going on. And, you know, I Jeez. think that especially the policy meeting or something, I mean, you know, they're in the middle of a fight here. So, you know, although Stuart was very complimentary to us, he said he got a lot of, uh, ML, you know, other execs reaching out, thought he did a good job. He thanked, yeah. he was thanking us for, for putting yeah. the word out. So um, I was happy yeah. about that. Me too. And I think he did do a good job. I, but that I think the sort of the culture, democracy, realtor association world, that is something MLS can move away from. And yeah, I the one MLS to. that I'm, I'm thinking of that had these kind of problems, the, the yeah. bigger one I was thinking of, they are, I mean, you, you make a good point because they are, they're an association owned MLS, right? So there's, right. there's that's a kind of that, that culture, there, right? Yeah, that yeah. culture. Whereas if you move away, so listen, uh, you, you got, you wanted to democracy, go over there. That's the association. That's your democracy and, you know, to create your Facebook groups over here. We're a tech company. We provide products. Yeah. Right. You don't like it. What, what can I tell you? I mean, we want, we want your feedback because any company you want user feedback, negative or positive, right? But it's not, I don't work for you. <laughs> this isn't, Yeah. <laughs> I don't exist to make your life like to serve your needs. And it's more like, no, no, I, I exist to create this product and provide the service and hopefully it meets your needs, but you ain't the only one. And I got to move forward. Technology's advanced. You know, like I think that cultural shift could happen. The question is the monopoly. Yeah. No, those are two, those are two valid points. Um, still. And that's, you know, it makes it even tougher knowing that, that these leaders got to make those choices and go for it. Even because they know at, at some point, that that's what they're doing. And there a lot of times there is any other choice. I mean, another thing I can think of is like 
you know, we talked about this of consolidation, right? Where mm -hmm. they're so afraid of change that when they consolidate, the MLS ends up, you know, keeping two, three, even four MLS systems up and running. Yeah. Because they don't, they're afraid of the members freaking out that they have to yeah. kind of come to the other MLS, right? And that's like yeah. the money being wasted on that. God, Lord. I mean, uh, sure. I, you gotta, it just blows my mind. Sure. Uh, of thinking about that. I mean, but this is stuff that I've been, I've been talking about since what, like 2016, even earlier, 2015. Like to me, the core root issue is that the MLSs don't have beneficial owners who see financial and economic benefit from them. Right. So it's that this that whole privatization conversation, right? Because if these boards of directors were answerable to shareholders who expect to return their investment, they would not make that decision. They'd be like, oh, no, 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 we're merging. We need to deliver ROI to our shareholders. So fuck that two system thing. We're going to one because we're going to save a million dollars a year. Right? Instead, <laughs> right? instead their boards get mad because they're making a profit. Like, right. Why did you, you know, because they got to keep their right. status and everything else. I mean, it's <laughs> that, that, right. So it, the, the move has always been for profit MLS. The next move that needs to happen is I, I don't want to say necessarily private ownership, but like we'll call it financially meaningful ownership. Well, it's fine. You could be owned by an association. That's fine, right? You, a, a nonprofit can own a for-profit entity, but that ownership has to be based primarily just strictly on disinvestment. Right. Yeah. You have this many shares, and that means you get this kind of dividends, or your shares are going to be worth more. I mean, you know, it's no different than owning shares of Tesla, right? Now, you could so – then from that standpoint, then as a company, you make those decisions based on financial reasons, right? If you're pissed off – 70% of your customer base, guess what, man? You're about to lose money. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. So then the board goes to the executive like, hey, what, what are you doing, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're losing money here, right? Then the executive, okay, I guess I better change that because- Yeah, and, and, and the more I'm thinking about like this association angle, it's like, it's like, it's like Congress. It's like these p politicians, they see any sort of drama to make a name for themselves, right? So- right. If they hear somebody's bitching about the MLS, well, I'll, I'll go and I'll be the that's one right. that's going to make sure that doesn't happen again. And then that's right. Jack and, and exaggerate things to the limit to kind of, you that's know, right. boost their own kind of power. That's yeah. right. And that's so that's to me, that is the challenge of the MLS space to some extent is that they came out of what is essentially a political organization. They've adopted a lot of the practice of a political organization and they're trying to run a business. Yeah. So or it's just I the just, vestiges of of the, you know, because they're all they're all somehow involved with associations because they're providing a service to them. So just by that, that, you know, the closeness of that, the proximity of that. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's always going to kind of be there. Yeah. I don't think it's always going to kind of be there. That's what I'm saying. I think what's going on now in the last couple of years is starting to make a lot more people realize, oh shit, we can't do this, do things this way. Right. Like we we actually have to treat the MLS as a tech company in and of itself. And then the only question is, what, what can you preserve? Because let's, let's put it this way, right? If you want to try and hold on to this, like you provide a service to our membership and we own you and we, you know, we're the association and we're, you know, if you continue down that path, the issue is you're going to become irrelevant pretty soon. 
like your your post literally says this, right? If you don't make these changes because some member protests don't change our buttons, right? Keep everything the same. Go back to the books. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Like, let's go back to the MLS books. All right, well, you can do that, right? From a political standpoint. And somebody's going to come in and go, all right, cool. Uh, here's our latest and best. Here's a amazing technology. Here's a better thing. And you're going to lose people. Yeah. You know, like network effect is powerful, but it's not that powerful. You know what I mean? So I think, I think MLSs will, I, this is my, first of all, they need to. I've been advocating for that for 10 years now. You need to divorce the association. You need to move away from the political sphere and get into the technology and business sphere. That's number one. Number two, these lawsuits and all this stuff that's happening, you need to seriously distance yourself from the political world. Like to me, those are things, and I don't have to keep talking about it. I think the MLS execs like Stuart White are doing it. They're having those conversations. And once that becomes clear, then the next issue is going to be the monopoly. But even so if I it's think, like, I think fix. and you, what you're talking about is like a change of entity of like a business model. In the end, I don't know if that's going to do it because they're an MLS, their customer, you know, in this case, will be sure. the associations. The associations have members. Mm -hmm. The members are going to complain, right? And they're going to either like, you know, you know, I, I'm sure if like, let's say your apartment complex or the player you're staying, if they, if they chose Cox cable, well, you can, you can call, you can call your apartment's complex saying, well, I'm having a problem with Cox cable. Yeah. But at one point, if you get mad enough, you're going to drop, you're going to call Cox cable yourself. Right. Sure. So I'm not sure if it's ever going to be, even if you change the entity and, and how it's, how it's set up as a business that you're ever going to get away from agents just having a heart, you know, no, squawking like, up no, and, and pounding on your door. Right? Of course not. But you're, you're a tech vendor. You know how it is. You're going to have users that call and complain and bitch and complain. Right. But yeah. the key thing that you said is the one key move you have to make as an MLS is that the association is not your customer. The, the agent, the user has to be a customer and you have to stop thinking of the agent, the realtor as a member. And this is the biggest mistake that I see. I see, Stuart, I see. Stuart White made this right. point, right? He doesn't right, right. call his people members. They're users. They're customers. Yeah. Customers. Right? And customers have rights and they are king. Yes, I know that. But as a vendor, you know, it's like a different relationship, right? It's like, yes, you're paying me. I really want to take your thing seriously, but you're not the only goddamn customer. Right. right? And it comes to push comes to shove. You know what? If that's how you feel, feel free to... Take your custom somewhere else, right? Because ninety-five percent right. of my customers are benefiting from this feature, and they're willing to pay additional. You're right. not. No, no, that, free, I, I get right? that now. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and I think that need, move needs to happen. Um, and in a positive way, I think that's that is happening, right? Yeah, that is happening. Well, I can tell just by this morning. I just posted this this morning. I've, I've, yeah. you know, and I, I can just tell by the feedback I get within the first hour. Um, so this is resonating with a lot of people and thank you for sending me a lot of people send me a text or email. They don't sure. want to comment, but, um, a couple yeah, comments this, this already. World, so <laughs> this, this world to get a public comment what are they afraid of? rare. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's this political world, right? Yeah. It's just, that's, and I think, I think, I don't know, man, you know, to me, it goes like this, either the MLS leaves that sphere 
or they get destroyed. Uh, that that's sort of how I feel, right? and destroyed by some of the changes, some of the things that are happening. Right? Either you start moving away from the political sphere and start operating the business and tech sphere, and start providing you know real value to your users and to your customers, and a lot of MLSs do that really really well, right? Or you get stuck in the political sphere with all this wrangling, all this nonsense, and you can't do any- anything. And then you get destroyed because the ones yeah. that are doing better will, you know, because that's the next thing, right? Once you remove the association from the MLS sphere, I think the monopoly stuff goes away. Yeah, maybe maybe this can be your next uh, your next post, right? Okay, I mean, you can now I've I've presented the problem. Yeah, and then you can you can have uh, two solutions here. So maybe after I'm done with my monster series on the uh, impact of the lawsuits, you know, I'll get. I, back. I read that too, like so. So the, so the insurance ain't covering this. <laughs> no. Oh man! So the, our, our, our conversation a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Well, insurance." Like, no, I, it turns out both no. of us were completely wrong. Insurance well, what, ain't covering. Where's this. Where's the pony here then? Where What are they after? I mean, assets. You're saying right, but I mean, the assets yeah. come nowhere near to what. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the What they the, the potential? Uh, it's even more bizarre now. <laughs> Wait for part two and part three. Okay. <laughs> and maybe there's a part four. And yeah. um, I've been this. So after that monster, she's maybe I get back to this. But, you know, to me, it's almost like resurrecting stuff that I've been writing that I was writing in 2014, 2015. Right. And Stuart brought this up in our conversation, which is before you can make any of those, you have to make governance changes. Right. Because yeah. the MLS is today, the way they are governed today. I'm sorry, you're going to have a real tough time making those changes, right? When your board is made up of representatives from realtor associations who believe that you exist to provide free member service to their members, that's go problem. to that group and be like, hey, you know what we need to do? <laughs> that's going to be a real difficult. Well, now, if, if they are, if they're, if they're not, if, they're, if their customers are the actual members slash customers themselves, the board, the, the board, leadership changes dramatically because now you want people on your board. Um, and I know some, I mean, we've been on ourselves, different boards that we've been asked of outside directors, but now you want people that are good at customer service that are good at uh, emerging technologies that are good at those kind of things. Um, good at, at change management. Um, those are the things you need to kind of surround yourself with not, um, you know, somebody pissed off that X happened. Right. I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, I've already, I've, I've maybe it's time to revisit that because you know, like I said, I spent most of my twelve years in consulting, trying to create like governance change, restructuring, privatization. You know, uh, failed at almost every single one of them because of this, because of the board politics, right? Because yeah. the number of times that a single tiny little association with like fifty members prevented an entire regional MLS with like 40,000 members from moving forward. It's ridiculous. I, I've lost count. I mean, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, tail wagging the dog. Completely, right? And I'm like, look, I don't know. I think the way that it has to happen is the brokerages have to come forward and assert, hey, you know what? We should own the MLS. Because the problem is you can't, you can't do those things while you are owned by the realtor associations. You can't because that's, that's who owns you, right? Um. I think the only way around is the brokers have to go, you know what, we should buy the MLS from the realtor associations. Let the realtor associate go do the political stuff. 
will take care of the business stuff. And at least brokerages are businesses. And then distribute the profits at the end of the year to the brokers, right? Exactly. It has to go that way. Um, I think it's, I don't know how else to do it, but you do have to do a governance fix. And the only, only people that could force realtor associations to change governance are the brokers. Right. So to some extent, so like going down the rabbit hole, (laughs) to some extent, this is because the brokers in a given market don't really care. If they really cared, they would force the associations to cough up governance. And once they have control over governance, they would make the necessary corporate structure changes to let the MLS be free of the politics and just focus on the business. Well, I mean, they don't care. What they care about is keeping their business afloat. And you know, in this right. environment, I'm sure they have 98% of their attention on just how the hell am I going to keep the doors open um, when there's, you know, when we, I, 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 hear I, I read this, was there was a new adjustment to uh, what they think the number of homes sold this year would be like yeah. 4.3. Yeah. And, and didn't we have a bet? I mean, I mean, I, we might cancel out our steak bet. Uh, we dinner might, bet or, because... or I'll buy you. And then you can like, I, I enjoy having dinner with you. So we <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think I, I said, I think I said it'll be under four and a half million. I think you did too. I, I just not believe that at all though. Yeah. We have to, we have to have Vindran, you know, kind of go back and look at what yeah. the, uh, hey, Ch- hey, Chat that, GPT, right? what, what did they actually say? You know, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I look, I agree. But here's my point, though. I'm talking about brokers don't care back in the good old days. Right. So prior to the market downturn, I'm talking 2018, 2019, 2020. Well, you know, COVID year was a little weird. But like when it, we were just making the most money we'd ever seen in history, right? Like, and at that point, they didn't care that much. At that point, they were focused on, okay, how to recruit more agents. I'm like, cool, guys. Do whatever you need to do that's best for your business. I'm just telling you, then don't fucking bitch about the MLS because you guys don't give a shit. You don't care enough to assert the power that you you know really should do. And, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's what I'm getting at, right? Because if the brokers care, they could make the governance change very, very quickly. And then once you have the governance change, then that board with that leadership could make the necessary moves forward. So, Well, it sounds like they need a consultant to uh, help them and shepherd them way through that that deal there, Rob. I've done it. I've done it. uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know, hey, look. You know what they should do? The weary soldier. The weary soldier here. So the one company that I did this relatively successfully with is Resides. You know, yeah, uh, the Hilton, cool. former Hilton head MLS. So I don't even think it's a matter of you need a consultant shepherd. I think they just they should just call Colette Stevenson at Resides and talk to her. You know, shout out, uh, shout out. I think we, we, didn't even, we didn't get sponsorship, she, nothing, right? We didn't get a goddamn yeah. dollar for that that shout out, right? Well, I think uh, she did. I think she was uh, on a panel at mid year. I think mm-hmm. talking about that. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe there was already something there for her, but um, yeah, we ran yeah. into each other, and um, she's great. Yeah, yeah always have is. a good time. She really is. Um, and there are others, you know, that are have done some real good governance reforms. I think Stuart White's done some. Uh, yeah, I think you Mary Jo has done some. Yeah, you can tell. Like, uh, I've just seen it happen. There are some MLS execs that are really 
really thoughtful and good about choosing yeah. their, their board leadership. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that, and it's, it's, that's a full-time job in itself. And then yeah. there's others that really just are, you know, in this boat, just bashing against the waves because they didn't have the, they didn't do the planning and getting these, putting a mix of people on a board that are just going to like cause chaos and get nothing done too. So there's even in this, in this time and age where maybe they're not, we're not going to see some sort of like privatization of the MLS, uh, people still have to, you know, learn, um, how to kind of do that. And I wonder if that's like a, it should be a topic at CMLS is like choosing your, the right board. Yeah. But <laughs> what, think what, about your how, center, to, Greg. how to uh, stack your board with, with competent people or something. Right. Look, and obviously we don't, it does, it, that should just be a class. That's not a panel. That's Bob Hale getting yeah. on stage for an hour <laughs> and just doing a master class on how to do Well, that. Bob Hale and his staff. I mean, his staff does a lot of that kind of stuff too. Sure. Right? So uh, here's the problem though. Think about what you're saying. What you're saying is then that the MLS CEO has to spend a great deal of their time and energy doing politics. Well, it's politics. I mean, you, you could call it recruiting. I mean, you know, I'm not. You call it whatever you want, but it's politics. Yeah. Right? In it other words, politics. attenuating the political sphere's influence over the tech company. That's a real shitty way to run a tech company. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's, of course, you have to do it. Any any corporate CEO, public companies, you know, board management is a big part of their job. I get that. But they don't spend 70% of their time thinking about it and doing stuff around that. And they're not doing it every goddamn year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe every four or five years you have to think about who the next board member is going to be. It's not every year I'm going to get nine new board members and I have to politic them and get, like, it's... The, and then the, the constraints it might be the first CEO. experience oh, God. as doing that. So you have to have to train them up and get them it, like, they don't awful. know the world. They don't know organized real estate. I mean, and, and yeah. the, the, the stress, the, the requirements that we put on the MLS CEOs is, is effing ridiculous, right? You're right. I've, I've worked with a lot of those people. They're really thoughtful. They're really smart. They're innovative. They have great ideas and they seek very clearly where the organization needs to go and they're stymied. At just about every turn, right? So think about like, I've done consulting work that looks like this, that goes like this. The CEO calls me and goes, hey, I got the right board in place. I have right. nine months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have nine months to do what totally, I need to do totally. before the board rotates out. I'm like, what business operator can work that way? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's like anything else. It's how the country's run, unfortunately, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, a perfect example of why we should not go down that road. <laughs> you know, so oh man, I know we gotta, I know we gotta wrap a little bit early today. Yeah. So let's leave it there. Um, look, I, I, I agree with your post. Uh, much respect, you know, and 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 again, I don't want to get. I mean, my, uh, you know, my my success has been driven upon real estate agents, right? Yeah. I mean. I owe them my entire, you know, my entire working adult life. Um, I respect them. I'm not trying to like, and, you know, I make comments like hyperbole comments, like, you know, bring back the MLS books, but those are just to demonstrate a, a thing that nobody ever said that to me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I just, and I, so I just want to make sure that that's clear. I don't, I'm not trying to bag on agents or anything. It's just, that's how we make a living here. Right. But I mean, I just, the things that I've heard, 
said and done to, to some of the MLS staff, association staff and leadership. It's just awful. And, you know, it is, we got to do it a is. better job here. It is. And, 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 hats like off, and hats off to the guys that are just keep their head down, yeah. know they're doing the right thing and make it happen. I mean, the, the, um, they're out there, you know, there's some yeah. great women and men out there that are, yeah. that are doing that, that, that work. Yeah. Like I said, uh, all the love and respect and warm thoughts out to the, you know, the executives who, who are suffering from this rut is really just a really impossible, difficult situation. Yeah. The root causes, like I said, it has to do with the fact that you're living in a political world where you shouldn't be. You should be living in the finance, business, and technology world. Two, that you're a monopoly, so it just naturally leads to people getting pissy. But the third thing, I will leave off with this. I do think, because you mentioned social media, you mentioned some of this. I do think that the vast majority of the agents do not care. They're, in fact, they're happy yeah. about the changes. They're happy about the improvements. It's a small minority of agents who frankly have too much time on their goddamn hands, who are going to make the trouble, make the noise. And maybe they got some shit going on in their personal lives, right? <laughs> you know, and they they just want to blame somebody. They want to get angry at somebody and they're like, oh, the MLS, I'm going to go march to their office or, you know, or threaten violence or whatever crazy ass shit. I think my one thing that might help in terms of getting that courage is to recognize the social media, the bitching, the whining, the phone calls is probably a pretty tiny minority. You know, yeah. it's probably and, a pretty tiny minority. They're just, it's just rebel rousers that can whip everybody else up. Which is the, which but is I don't even think they could whip everybody else up is what I'm getting at. I think if, if those rabble rousers went to agents and brokers who are productive and busy buying and selling homes, like get the hell out of my office. I'm, you know, I'm busy, right? I, I think there's some to be said for that. And it might be more useful to just, just spank them down. So like, look, you're a minority opinion. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, nobody's requiring that you join this MLS. Get out. I, I, you know, could you imagine if an MLS CEO did that? How refreshing that would be. <laughs> yeah, fire a member. Yeah, yeah it's like, hey, your service is no longer, get out, right? Your customer is no longer welcome. Well, there's code that of conduct, like you say, right? I mean, if yeah. some people cross that line. That's right. So let's leave it there. Thanks, everybody, right, for uh, listening to Framble. And uh, we will see you next time. Yeah, good, good. Uh, oh, can I make one plug before we yes. go? Of course. My son, my my beautiful son, my beautiful boy, my senior is uh, just uh, his senior project was to start a business, make a product and then sell it online. And he just completed it. And uh, he got into Dungeons and Dragons over the pandemic with his friends right on, online. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a supplemental book for Dungeons and Dragons called uh, The Terrific Tome for Traveler. for Travelers. All right. Uh, Two, two, uh, 20,000 words. Think about that. It's like a, it's like a notorious ROB post. Uh, and you know, 88 pages. If you awesome. go to Sunbound Studios, you can buy it. And, um, if you're into awesome. it, if you know some friends that are into it, um, but I'd really appreciate it. Sunboundstudios.com. His All name right. is Cole, and I'm just super proud of him. I'm a very proud dad. So, 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 so thanks so for giving this, me this time uh, at the end. <laughs> hey, what's, what's his name? Cole Robertson. Cole Robertson. So this episode of Industry Relations brought to you by Cole Robertson. Uh, Cole Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Rob. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.